Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Good, The Bad, and The Guns. I'm your host, Romeo, and I want to thank you guys for coming in and checking out what's being said today. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who has lent their critique to my previous episodes. I take everything that's been said constructively because I want to improve, and I definitely want to get better at this thing called podcasting. And I also want to get better at being a better communicator. So with that being said, I have to say thank you. Also, I want to trust that you guys are having a great day. I want to trust that you guys are looking at life for what it's worth and knowing that time is very short and that you guys are making the best of your day-to-day journey. You're making friends, you're loving your families, and you're also finding time to give reverence to God. I cannot stress how important just being humble enough to give some sort of recognition to the creator of the heavens and the earth. So what are we going to talk about today? I say, let's talk about who controls the image of the black man. Who controls the image of the modern day black man? Think about that for a second. Who really controls the image of the modern-day black man? Who really controls the image of the modern-day black woman? I don't think it's us. I really don't think it's us. I don't think that the imagery that we get bombarded with from day to day is indicative of the mind state that most of the people, especially that I know, represent we have to ask ourselves these questions because it's consistently taking place whenever i'm privy to watching a a music video every i can watch five music videos currently and the imagery across the board are identical The imagery that's represented within the videos are identical. No matter if it's a R&B, a straight hip-hop song, whatever it is. If the artist, for the most part, is a young black urban artist, there are consistent themes throughout every aspect of what they're presenting to us. From the cars, the half-naked women, excessive amount of jewelry, designer wear, alcohol, smoking, you name it, it's in there. And it's repetitive, repetitive. And the thing about imagery, the more we see it, we become accepting, we become tolerant, we become seduced by what we're seeing, especially when it's attached to a male or female that's high profile. We now see that as the thing that we should aspire for. We now see that as the new greatness because if I obtain what he or she has in their present, I'll be cool too. So who's controlling our images? Who's controlling our likeness? I don't believe we are. I don't believe we as black people are. 
for those of you in the Bahamas and around the world, America, especially black America, has such a large presence on the rest of the world that it's ridiculous. I know many of you would beg to differ, but if you really sit back and think for a moment, most of the fashion trends, style of music, things that we consider to be cool, originates out of the black community. The white boys just happen to know how to market and sell it back to us. And they spread it globally via television, movies. So who's controlling our images? And it's my opinion that the people who are controlling our images are people who do not live within our communities but have this idea of what they perceive is a constructive representation of what a black man or a black woman ought to be. This is nothing new. This is the same game they ran when it came to the black exploitation movies where they gave us the pimps, the prostitutes, they gave us the thugs. They gave us all of these heavy imagery that was not respectable men and women that anybody would want their kids to aspire to become. So we had the superfly, and everybody wanted to be a part. Of, they, everybody wanted to so-called be a pimp, a hustler, a bad guy. Nobody aspired to be the doctor, the lawyer. Nobody aspired to be the man or the woman that had integrity that can walk with their head high because that was not cool. Everything that came out always showed black folks in a derogatory light. But we ate it up. But the thing we have to understand about imagery is that the more we see it, then we start to accept it. We start not only to accept it, we start to portray it. We start to live it because that was cool. Oh, I like what Shaft did. Oh, I like what Superfly did. Everybody want to be cool. That's what we do to kids today. We sell kids cool. You don't get the, you don't have these shoes, you ain't cool. Oh, this book bag, you ain't cool. Oh, you don't like this artist? Oh, you ain't cool. You were lame. We shame them into being things that's destructive. We shame them into appealing to the lowest common denominator. Oh, you ain't no thug. Man, my boys will whip your ass. I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm the nigga in the alley, I'm the brother you need, I'm your pusher. Come on, man. Who's controlling our imagery, man? A few years back at the Oscars, if I'm not mistaken, there was this whole thing going around with Oscars so white, Oscars so white. Because the black actors, directors, producers felt that they weren't getting a fair representation by the white establishment of Hollywood. And as I, I sat back and looking at it, I'm like, why is it that these artists, these wealthy men and women, from the producers, directors, writers, all of these wealthy people, why is it so hard-pressed to for them to not just do their own thing? Because the one thing I definitely know about being black is that Black people watch everybody movie. We'll watch Chinese movies. 
We watch white folks' movies, and we watch our movies. I can't say that for everybody else. But we support when the product is great. Or even if it's a piece of shit, we still watch it. So why is it that these millionaires, billionaires, per se, sitting down, sitting around the table, coming up with nonsense slogans of Oscar's so white, when you have the tools to your disposal to create your own table? I think something's wrong with that image. That's called image going bad, real bad. It makes you guys look weak. Makes you guys look totally dependent upon the system that is at hand. When in reality, because of the advancement of technology, you don't really need the old vanguard of how things was once done in Hollywood. I think Hollywood has changed just as much as the music industry has changed. But the key question still remains is who's controlling the imagery of black folks? Who's controlling it? We got to ask ourselves these questions because we as parents, especially us as males, we have to push back on a lot of this stuff that is coming down the pipeline. Because a lot of this stuff that's coming down the pipeline, they're not designed by well-meaning men and women. A lot of these people have ulterior motives that are beyond the scope of reality. Some of these people are just fucking evil, straight up. You have men who seek to put your boys in dresses and tell them it's fashion. <laughs> put your boys in dresses and tell tell them it's fashion. Put him in a dress and put him with a give him, put a gun in his hand and um now he's a fashion thug. This shit is so uh this shit is so crazy, man. This shit is extremely crazy. Who's controlling the narrative? Who's controlling the images of us as black folks? Because like I said, once it's accepted here in the United States by black Americans, oh, it's cool. It's trendy now. So guess what? It goes out to the rest of the world. And because blacks make things cool, okay, I guess that's something we should rock with. We got to start pushing back, dads. Mom, these moms need help. As much as they would talk and complain or they like to say that, they can handle it. They don't need no man to uh, assist in the rearing of these ch these kids. Don't believe the hype. It took two to make it, so it should take two to raise them. It took two to make them. It should take two to raise them. Women provide love and nurture. Men, you provide foundation and structure, and it has to. And it is that way. It has been that way for eons. I remember one time. When I was a kid, when I was a young kid, back in the heyday of when Michael Jackson was the man and Jerry Curls was the shit. <laughs> and I remember, I think it was a Saturday morning, my old lady goddamn put Jerry Curls in my hair. And that same day, after going through the process, I had to go to my old man's house. And... I went to his house, and this was the one time that I could actually say, this is the one thing that actually has stood out in my mind in terms of memories of my dad, is that he told me to get that shit out of my hair. I'm a kid, though. <laughs> I'm a kid. You know what I mean? That I must get it out of my hair. 
you know? Even though, you know, I didn't know better. But he knew better. Well, he had a sense about him that is not what he wanted for his son. Good, bad, or indifferent. But he was willing to take a stand on something that he felt was out of step by my mom. So men, you have to stop being afraid of being seen as the bad guy when it comes to your kids. You have to let them know that, hey, I've lived a lot longer than you have. I've seen a lot more than you have. I've done a lot more than you have. And every trend that comes about is not a trend that you want to necessarily be a part of. So kudos to Herbert for that one. You know, men, you got to be active so that we could cut off at the legs a lot of these trends that's coming down the pipeline that's all directly marketed at, at our kids so that our kids can adapt them and make them cool and spread them to the rest of the world. But if you notice, there's only a selective group of people who are taking on these trends, a lot of these trends that's coming out of the United States. And most of these people who do adapt to them are the ones who normally look like us, like black folks. But for the most part, everyone has, a, most of them just have a tendency of just doing the shit that makes sense, pulling up their pants, wearing a goddamn belt, no women pants, which we now call skinny jeans. I probably could go on and on and on, but I don't want to do that. I just want to give you some food for thought that it's extremely important that we, as men, make sure that we are teaching our kids how to control the narrative, the stories that are being told about us, how we have to frame every story that comes out about us and not allow stereotypes about us to be the thing that people use as a representation of us as a people. This, this doesn't necessarily have to mean it's a black thing, but it's just across the board. But right now I'm concerned about us as black folks. We have to control our narrative and we cannot afford anymore to allow anyone, anyone to speak for us. We have to speak for ourselves. We have to be our own leaders and we have to speak and push back on bad ideas that do not do anything but bring destruction to us as a group of people. Pushing back also means just because you like them, that does not mean you should agree with them if the ideas are bad and destructive. We do that a lot. We do that a lot. So let's wrap this up. The gist of what I'm trying to say is that the imagery that we see on television and we see in movies and that we see in the media as far as the news outlet, we have to be mindful that a lot of these are contrived stereotypes that are being pushed upon us. And that because they've been pushed upon us for so long, many of us have accepted these imagery to be truths when they are not. So I would like for us as people of color to be very mindful of what we allow what we accept from the media and what we accept from Hollywood as a proper representation of us as black folks, as Caribbean folks, as 
African folks, as European folks, wherever walk of life you're coming from, just know that you are in control of your narrative of who you are and how you want to be represented so that there is no confusion at the end of the day when it's when you're pushing back as to say, hey, bro, I don't agree with your interpretation of who I am as a Bahamian or who I am as an American or who I am as a Jamaican, Haitian, whatever. So that power is in our hands and we have to definitely be conscious of retaining that power and not being so free-handed with allowing people we like because they're giving us a bag to just ruin and tarnish us. Okay? So I want to thank you guys for listening. And I also want to thank the critiques that came in on the previous episodes. And I hope that I've been able to improve upon the errors or the or just the learning curve. I want to thank you. And I'll see you on the next one. This is Romeo coming to you from the good, the bad, and the guns. And I'm out.